What's up guys, this is Sean and welcome to another episode of the Eheng Podcast And today we will read an email from Jing Hi Eheng, I really enjoy all of your videos and appreciate you for taking the time to bridge the knowledge gap in real estate in Malaysia My question is this I'm currently working abroad but would like to return to Malaysia in about 5 years. I have a good amount of savings currently and it's only depreciating away in the banks for inflation. Hence, I thought of investing in a property. My question is, which of these scenarios is better? 1. Purchase a property that has a future completion timeline and only start paying the installments later. 2. Purchase a subsidy property and immediately generate rental income, but probably it won't break even due to having an agent slash manager to manage it as I'm not in the country. 3. Purchase a new launch property and immediately start renting it out similar to option 2, but highly not to break even. The goal is not so much to have a property when I return to Malaysia as I am still single and renting is not a problem. The main goal is to create an investment vehicle and perhaps a home in the future. Thanks for the advice and appreciate all your insights, Yiheng. Warmly, Jing. First of all, thank you very much, Jing, for the email. And let's just sum the question up first. So you are working for five years already overseas, got some savings, but you are concerned about inflation, right? So you have three steps. Which one is better? Number one is to buy a new property that is going to be completed in a few years' time. Or the second one, to actually buy a sub-sale. Or to buy a newly completed unit but cannot break even. So some of those you got concerned where you need to pay management fees. Some you are worried that you cannot break even. So my take, right? First of all, I think it's good that you understand inflation. And for those younger audience, right? Inflation is where the value of your money is depreciating in the form of cash. There's this story that I really resonate with, right? Uh, 50 years ago, if you were to take... 10,000 ringgit 50 years ago. If you were to cap that money in the form of gold, it would have increased. If you were to cap that 1,000 ringgit in terms of share market, maybe like a blue chip of Nestle, Dutch Lady, whatsoever, right? So 10,000, if you have bought 50 years ago, now it would have worth way more. If you were to place that 10,000 into a property and you keep it and you rent it out, right? Now it would worth easily three, four times more depending on which location as well. But what's definite is this. If you were to keep that 10,000 ringgit in cash, now it's worthless. It's going to be like maybe half. I don't know half also gone or not. So the main idea of investment, right? There's two like in my opinion. One is to preserve your wealth. Number two is to only slowly grow it. Find investment vehicles which can grow or multiply your wealth. Right, but mainly there's two main objectives to this, like, and property seems to be one of the very, very good hedge against inflation. Unless there's war, or unless there's like uh, earthquakes. If not, in any situation, you will still have your house there, like, and it holds one of the highest certainty that your wealth will be preserved across time. And a simple theory that I've tried to explain this to a young kid last time was Milo Ice Theory. Back then when I was in primary school, Milo Ice seems to be the luxury, right? Wow, you get to drink Milo Ice, right? It's so good. It's already 160. Then I still remember on secondary school when I have slightly more pocket money, right? It's 250 already. 
and now if you drink outside it's maybe 350 380 sometimes if you drink in Papa Ridge or in those classier places right it's going to be 486 bucks also got sometimes but that one is Milo Dinosaur lah. but what I'm trying to say is the same drink that I can use 350 to buy today is not going to be possible next year already next year maybe 370 already and that doesn't mean that the product change what change is the value of money depreciates now 350 is not as valuable as before so in this case of jing three options buy a new one uh, where you have higher potential number two is to buy a sub sale that is immediate that can immediately rent out or to buy a newly completed project hmm my take right before setting up these options right what you need to do it's a level higher where it's to buy a property that makes sense in terms of investment. Very clearly, it's for investment. Now go back to the four basics, right? Number one, intention of the property, investment. The amount of loan you can get from the bank, that one you have yet to be determined. The number three, step three, right, is to look into 20 different properties at that range of budget that you are comfortable with. So let's say if you work in overseas, you can be a lot, right? Let's say 800,000. So at 800,000 right you need to just survey around Klang Valley and to find out whether new or old or newly completed can fetch the rental returns or not in simple whether it makes money or not right so the number three wouldn't make sense really why why would you buy a property that confirm cannot break even right then don't buy lah <laughs> there's this thing about must buy there's this phenomenon that i'm trying to understand also like a lot of youngsters cannot reject like uh, yeah maybe it's due to exhaustion i'm not sure as well i know it's important to find a property that can break even or almost break even right but i'm exhausted sean there's a lot of emails or dms right telling me that hey i searched so long really still cannot find to me it's this if it's that easy to find that jewel right a vehicle that immediately you buy and make money right need to wait for you man <laughs> so unfortunately that's the game because it's really rare to come across properties where the rental returns is way is very high in comparison to the installment so this kind of deals as we mentioned before in the channel is crafted out if you are going into a sub sale for example your option two you need to craft out a deal and how do you craft out is really based on negotiation skills and and the power of persuasion comes from how certain are you with the data and your patience you go through like 15 different bonus in the same apartment then only you nego one by one and you're very certain of your deal that's the skill sets that nobody talks about research is part of it that the last end of execution is where all the experts are not telling us lah. so to me whether option one and two right is whether a new property for investment or a sub sale for investment to me if i have cash right i would want to go for certainty it means i will go for a sub sale where there's existing rental data that can prove that it can break even or potentially higher than my installments what i'm trying to say is this for example i look at a property six hundred thousand where the rental is around 2006 it's merely breaking even right so it's pretty certain that the rental demands there is solid so what i will do is let's say if i were to buy 
600,000 property, right? I'll get a loan of 540,000, which is 90% of it. Immediately, the rental can already cover whatever installments that I'm going to pay already. So that's certain. And there's not going to be a lot of difference where there's going to be a game changer around that will increase drastically, right? But what I can do to my unit is differently where I can make over it, right? Just because I'm part of the makeover guys team. Lah. So what you do to the property is the other half of a successful investment. So you get the keys ready, I can beautify it so that my unit have a competitive edge against my competitors. Whatever you see in the property portal, sometimes you really need to drill down a level further as well in terms of rental. It means, right, sometimes you see the same size, right, 900 square feet. You have 1,003 rental, 1,005 and 1,008. Then suddenly got one 2,500. Why? Why is there such a thing? Then you need to look into 1003 most likely is going to be flat or bare furniture where it's in the condition where the developer hand over. At most, I put some lights and fan. That's about it. So some, you can see 1005, 1008 is where they put in more furnitures and the level of furnishing increases. So if you want to be different, right, and you can afford to play that game, you can make it different and you can to fetch 2005. And it's not like pure theory uh, in the office, like my bosses, right? They have demonstrated this again and again and again. They kept marking the highest rental rate, right? On the norm, 1006, their unit 2002. But anyway, so option one, right? There's also ways to actually make money. Like for example, the latest Meta City. It's next to the LRT and it's affordable and it's pretty much you can almost predict but for new properties right way more info needs to be taken into account because there's nothing solid to be observed so what you can only do is to look into the past projects of the developer then you look into the main contractor then you look into the location you look into the demographics all are just charts and stats nothing solid whereas the subsale right you get to see who is going to be renting some even sell with tenancy so you get to meet the tenant as well it's a very different approach but if i have money and i can afford certainty right then subsale seems to be the better way to go lah. because it's less risk in terms of the common areas or the construction quality or build quality and things like that lah. so those are immediately eliminated just that the only setback is that 18% upfront capital payment that you need to cough out ultimately it's the same in terms of value but just that capital outlay is different so now it boils down to whether you have capital or not and with that I think that's all Thank you very much for sending in this email, Jing. Uh, I really do appreciate it, especially from overseas, right? It's very heartwarming to see people uh, really watching and consuming the videos that I'm making. So I thank you all for that. For those who still have any questions regarding real estate, do just email me at T-A-N-I-H-E-R-N-G T-A-N-I-H-E-R-N-G at gmail.com or you can just DM me on Instagram, I-H-E-R-N-G and I will see you guys again. Ciao.